0: This is episode 49 of Kicker and the Waterboy, a sports podcast that's hopefully slightly more interesting than the city of Cincinnati. Here we go. Hey
1: everyone, welcome to episode 49, and man, what a great episode this is going to be.
0: Yes, uh, he is Evan the Kicker, I am Ryan the Waterboy, we are coming to you from our home studios, um, and uh, even though this is a couple of days post-holiday, Merry Christmas episode everyone. Absolutely,
1: Merry Christmas, hope it was a nice time with friends and family, and thank you very much for tuning into the show.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see. it's a shame to start our podcast with all the Christmas cheer with a goodbye, but uh, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> there are some coaches I don't like, and if you've listened to this podcast, you probably know where this is going. Uh, most of the coaches I don't like, it's because they're rivals of my team, and I can still respect their winning pedigree like... Mike Trushevsky and Dabo Swinney. However, this is going to be fun. Well, like I said, it's a shame to start our show with a goodbye. But after one years—sorry, most see you agains have people with plural years. The Jaguars have decided to part ways with head coach Urban Meyer.
1: It's been a- Urban Meyer was clearly a winner among losers. Let his records speak for himself: 2 and 11 overall, 1 11 in the United States, 0 6 on the road, 31st in points per game, last in the league in turnover differential, but first in our hearts, right? Hmm.
0: Despite, <laughs> yeah, despite his short tenure, Meyer touched millions including a college student in his bar and his team's kicker, who he literally kicked.
1: I'm now to a 1-15 season. Expectations were low in Jacksonville. Urban Meyer managed to shatter all the expectations, but not in a good way. Did you have a favorite moment from his NFL career?
0: For me, uh, it was trading up to draft running back Travis Etienne out of Clemson. Good player, but he drafted him for the purpose of converting him to be a wide receiver. If you wanted a wide receiver, it was the draft. You could have picked one. (laughs)
1: Um, I don't know if it was my favorite, but I think it's ironic. So he kicked his kicker to tell him to make kicks, but Josh Lambeau's fourth all-time and made field goal percentage.
0: Huh. Whatever gives him the extra boost. Anyway, uh, Meyer is survived by the best owner's mustache in the NFL, a player who should have used his senior year at Clemson. A coaching staff of losers who have actually still lost both games without him, but I was really hoping they'd win. A mascot who jumped off buildings to avoid watching the team. A very happy water boy who finally saw a respect win. Call back to a couple episodes ago. An even happier Jim Harbaugh. A college football pregame show that will probably have him back. And bold prediction by Florida State, who will fire Mike Norvell in two years and choose him as a replacement.
1: I like it. Hot take. Gone but not forgotten. We say goodbye, good riddance, to
0: the urban legend, Urban Meyer. All right. Well, that was an emotional start to the show, Uh, but a couple of quick questions, then we'll jump into the week that was in the NFL. Do you think this could be the end of the whole college to the NFL coaching move after the, uh, the 13 games of Urban Meyer?
1: That's a good question. I would say, it's probably not the end of that move just because the, I don't know, the, that next challenge is so learned. But I think it, NFL teams will start to be more cautious about hiring guys from college.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. Um, so I think the three big college guys that I can think of now <clears throat> that were coaches in the NFL were Urban Meyer, Matt Rule, and Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Rule coaching the Panthers, Kingsbury, and the Cardinals. And two out of those three, they've had very little success to start. You have Cliff Kingsbury, who's doing very well. Uh, but in the past couple of weeks, that hasn't been the case in Arizona. But you have Urban Meyer, who we just talked about. And you have Matt Rule, who he's not doing too good with the Panthers. I think that's an objective statement. And uh, today he had a uh, press conference where he unofficially requested seven years to do it, to rebuild the Panthers. That wasn't exactly the quote, but anyway, I don't think NFL fans are that patient. Um, So yeah, in terms of like uh, more college coaches coming to the NFL, we're probably not going to see that for a while unless it's like a really proven coach who's won a bunch. And uh, yeah, no, I don't think that they'll be taking any more risks on a, like college coaches for a while another example i just saw of is uh Pete carroll i
1: think he was at usc for a while he was pretty i don't know i think he was pretty good there and then he went to nfl and obviously i mean he was doing well <laughs> the season's up for debate as to you know it's up for debate i'll leave it there mm-hmm. but so i guess it just kind of depends on on the person you're hiring but i think they're Teams will be cautious going forward. Do you think Urban Meyer, though, will coach again in any capacity?
0: Well, in my bold prediction, I said yes for Florida State. I think he will eventually make his way back into the college game. Maybe it's like a small (laughs) FCS school and stuff. Um, And maybe he'll do well there. Like, I mean, hopefully he does all right. Hopefully, you know, he changes some of his ways and stuff. But, but yeah, I think he's done in the NFL, possibly – in some level of college, he'll be back though.
1: I completely agree. I think he's totally, definitely done in the NFL. I could certainly see him coaching an FCS team, like you said, just to kind of he doesn't want to go out that way. Um. So yeah, I can. Yeah, I think he will actually be a head coach in an FCS school at some
0: point down the road. Hmm. Probably not for a little while though. And that uh, that brings us to the end of the Urban Meyer discussion. Hopefully for a long time. But uh, anyway, uh, let's move on to Week 16 in the NFL. Going to run through all the games really quickly, discuss a couple of them, overreact or underreact. I guess we'll decide that. And then uh, some Christmas quick hitters. That's our show outline. And we'll start by discussing Thursday Night Football. Uh, The Titans won 20-17 over the 49ers. Absolutely shout
1: out to Randy Bullock for the game-winning field goal. Great moment for the brand moving on to uh the Christmas Day games we have Packers over Browns 24-22 costly late interception by Mayfield doomed the Browns
0: hmm. yeah I mean maybe you can make the argument it should have been pass interference but also if you throw it for interceptions really you don't have many arguments that you're still in the game and Baker Mayfield owned, owned that to his credit so uh, next up, the other Christmas game, Colts 22, Cardinals 16.
1: Uh, moving on to Sunday's games, Falcons beat the Lions 20-16. I
0: was hoping the Lions could keep up the momentum, but with Jared Goff out with COVID, this is pretty much what I expected. Uh, Bengals 41, Ravens 21. Wow.
1: Yeah, Ravens were uh, decimated by injuries at the start of the season, now with covid but still an impressive win for the Bengals, who are honestly, in my opinion, the best team in the AFC North. Rams 30, Vikings 23.
0: Didn't pay too much attention to this one, but uh, good stuff for the Rams. Uh, I think they secure a playoff spot with the win, so congrats to them. Uh, next game, it's the Bills, who beat the Patriots 33-21 to for the N- or no AFC East.
1: Lead. Yeah. I honestly expected the Patriots to win this game, but congrats to the Bills for um, learning from the past game and and coming back to to beat the Patriots. Ultimate Tank Bowl, we have Jets 26, Jaguars 21.
0: Yeah, surprisingly a pretty good game. Um, (laughs) As I mentioned earlier, I'm really hoping the Jaguars coaching staff wins a game over the next, well, I guess it's just two games now, but I feel like this was the game for them. Oh, well. Eagles, 34. Giants, 10. Poor Jake Fromm.
1: Yeah, at the end of um, the previous game against the Cowboys, he looks pretty good. But um, obviously knowing that he was going to be a starter, they unlocked a lot of film on him and kind of found out his tendencies. But who is the Eagles, they've been doing way, way better than I expected them to at the start of the season. Next game: Buccaneers beat the
0: Panthers, or trounced the Panthers, thirty-two to six. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, Yeah, no comment. Next game: Uh, Texans (laughs) forty-one, Chargers twenty-nine. Although I will have one comment: "trounced" is an excellent word. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Yeah, this was this game made me so confused. I I actually like refreshed the app and clicked on it again, ESPN app, when I saw this. I was like, wait a minute, did the Texans actually beat the Chargers? Um, but Davis Mills was balling, so congrats to them and the Texans. Mm-hmm. The Bears beat the Seahawks 25-24.
0: Yeah, uh, a snow game in Seattle that doesn't happen a lot. And uh, despite both teams being out of playoff contention, pretty good game. Really good game, actually.
1: Yeah, came down to the last play. Uh, Nick Foles filling in, at, or starting, actually, at quarterback.
0: Uh, yeah, Chiefs 36, Steelers 10. Oh my.
1: <laughs> this game was just not interesting at all. I couldn't really pay much attention. Chief Storm Command the entire time. Um it was cool that Big Ben's family was there though. Apparently it was their first road game that they've ever attended. That's really cool. I didn't know that.
0: Uh Raiders beat the Broncos seventeen thirteen. Uh not much on this one. I feel like neither team's really going anywhere this year. But uh I don't know. Anything can happen in the last two weeks. And, uh, wow, this was an interesting one. Cowboys 56, football team 14. Yeah, Cowboys scored 42 at half. (laughs) Um,
1: When the most interesting play of the game was the Washington punter almost hitting the jumbotron, you know, it was not a very good game.
0: (laughs) I mean, I consider that pretty interesting. but.
1: (laughs) uh thank you for uh for the brand support
0: (laughs) and uh let's see any predictions for tonight's matchup between the Dolphins and the Saints
1: I honestly really liked Ian Book when he's coming or when he's in college and then going into the draft I think it'll be close but Dolphins will end up winning
0: I agree with that completely uh I liked Ian Book as well um for a Notre Dame uh but I like how the Dolphins have been playing recently more than I like him. So yeah. I will give the team in Teal the win.
1: <laughs> Moving on now to some games worth discussing. Let's start with uh, the primetime game on Christmas where the Colts beat the Cardinals 22-16. to Do you think this is the year that we finally get a non-quarterback MVP?
0: I'd say that uh, there's a definite argument there. So if you look at uh, Jonathan Taylor who that's who we're talking about um he's had a really good season for Indianapolis in the running back position and it's been 9 years actually since there was a non-quarterback MVP there was uh, running back Adrian Peterson who ran for uh, over 2000 yards so my, uh, let's see, not related to the MVP debate specifically, but I would have loved to see Jonathan Taylor versus Derrick Henry for the rushing title this year, but Henry's been injured, so we, uh, got robbed of that. But I would say that, yes, this is probably the year that we get a non-quarterback MVP because, um, the quarterback play hasn't been, like, incredible. There hasn't been, like, one, you know, phenomenal quarterback above, uh, above everyone else like there is you can make definite arguments for Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, the usual suspects, although Stafford not really not not a usual suspect I should say. But um since none of them are really standing out and it's the running back Jonathan Taylor, it's the um it's the defensive player uh, Trevon Diggs. It's players like that standing out. Maybe it is this year. We'll see.
1: I would say that It should be. It should happen this year, but it won't. It seems like the MVP award, usually like the Heisman goes to the best player on the best team, Mm -hmm. usually. And the Colts just aren't the best team, so I I think they'll end up giving it to Aaron Rodgers. He has had a good year, not a great year, but I would say I believe Jonathan Taylor deserves
0: it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's the Colts. Let's talk about the Cardinals. Is it panic time for the Redbirds, who have lost... uh, Couple in a row now.
1: Oh man, it is overreaction Monday. <laughs> so I guess, I guess I'll say yeah, sure, why not? But i just because it is overreaction Monday, I'll say yeah, panic. Mm-hmm. They are losing control of the NFC West, but they did go out to an early enough, um, early on. They had a good enough record. I think they're still going to make the playoffs. But their recent uh, string of losses is definitely um,
0: warrants some sort of panic response. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, their last three games have all been losses to Los Angeles, Detroit, and now Indianapolis. And it doesn't get much easier for them next week. They're off to Dallas. So, uh, yeah, they need to uh, right the ship quickly, I guess you would say. So... Definitely something to be worried about, although they have clinched a playoff berth. Congrats to them.
1: Uh, congrats to the Cardinals. Moving on now to the AFC North matchup. We have the Bengals being the Ravens, 41-21.
0: Joe Burrow might be the only must-see attraction in Cincinnati.
1: <laughs>
0: I suppose that you could also talk about the Cincinnati Bearcats football team. Maybe they're a must-see as well, but... Uh, Skyline really. Yeah. That no, not too, I guess. That's a really good point. But uh five hundred twenty five passing yards. Fourth most in NFL history, I think. Uh that is very many passing yards.
1: It is. It is. And if I this might I mean, it's overreaction Monday, so I'm gonna overreact back to say if I had to build a franchise around one of the young quarterbacks in the NFL, I would choose Joe Burrow. Wow. And I I just think he's that good, and, and no, not just because of this game, <laughs> but just the um, body of work he's he's had over his time in the NFL, um, I've been impressed, so I, I would build my franchise around him as the quarterback.
0: Wow. Yeah, uh, it's the Bengals who are in control of that division now. Uh, let's move to a different division. Uh, two top teams also went head-to-head on Sunday, the Bills beating the Patriots 33-21, Uh, Despite having the same record, uh, Buffalo has the tiebreaker with the Patriots. So very interesting because it's a difference between Bill Belichick on the home or at home or on the road. And uh, in the playoffs, that's a that's pretty important.
1: Yeah. Yeah, most certainly it is. But I think it. If there's any team that can just go on the road
0: each week and win, is probably the Patriots. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, this this definitely, um, after the Patriots being in control of the division for two decades, it's encouraging to see another team mm-hmm. kind of take take that wheel over. Because um, after the first Bills-Patriots game, it looked like the Patriots were still having a driver's seat in that division, but the Bills win, this one shows that that is no, not the case yet.
0: Yeah, and it was also nice to see these two teams play not in like a monsoon or whatever was the case <laughs> last time where it was like 50-mile-an-hour wins. So in somewhat normal conditions, I, I enjoyed that.
1: <laughs> uh, next, we uh, the Texans beat the Chargers 41.9. And man, welcome to the this
0: makes no sense game of the week. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tradition at this point in this season. There's a this game makes no sense. Uh, so I I uh, I really didn't look into this game at all just because it was so puzzling, but this is a team in Houston that at this point it's all about draft positioning and stuff. And then the Chargers, who they're making a push for the playoffs and the wildcard spot. But I don't know, like the Texans, I guess you can argue that there are players playing for their jobs. there's Davis Mills who's looking surprisingly good uh for um in the quarterback position for the Texans and uh that's really good for them, considering like this year's uh draft class for quarterbacks isn't uh like it isn't on the same level as it has been the past couple of years yeah. so I don't know. Maybe maybe you stick with Davis Mills moving forward. He's won back to yeah you know, back to back games now. So, oh wow, I forgot that. Yeah,
1: that is encouraging because just like I mean, basically, you totally agree with everything you said. This draft class isn't loaded with top quarterbacks, so you can um, maybe not have to draft the quarterback. Instead, get maybe some O line, skill position players, defense, basically everything else. Um, that would be huge
0: for them going forward. And, yeah, Davis Mills, he's just a rookie, too, and a third-round rookie at that, so you're probably barely paying him any money by NFL standards. So you can you know use the spare money in the cap space to try and bring in more talent and stuff like that. So I think this is a pretty good scenario for the Texans if they decide to build around Davis Mills for one year, see what happens.
1: Absolutely. Moving on now to our final... Game worth discussing this week. It was the Sunday night, last night's primetime game, the Cowboys just annihilating the Washington Football Team, fifty-six to fourteen.
0: Yeah. Wow. So, you could sort of tell by uh, like how the announcers were speaking and stuff. Like into the uh, first quarter, when it was already twenty-one nothing, they were already going into story mode and like backstory <laughs> on the teams, like. Yeah, they knew it was over. But what an impressive half from Dak Prescott—three hundred twenty-something yards, four touchdowns, including a pass to an offensive lineman, which I actually predicted they were going to do a trick play. But uh, honestly, it's not much of a prediction when you're already up twenty-eight. So, but uh, yeah, what a uh, annihilation! Wow,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned earlier. In my opinion, most exciting play of the game was almost hitting the jumbotron, and that was kind of cool. It's like I was listening to the McAfee's show earlier today. He's mentioning like he's, the punter's was probably like, "All right, game's basically over at this point. <laughs> 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 Let me try to hit the jumbotron." <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, okay, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know this this was a great great win by the Cowboys. But I still don't really trust their offense, honestly. To me, this is just kind of a one-time thing. Against the Giants, they looked kind of anemic, but they got away with it because the Giants were so bad. Mm. Um, And so I'll have to see more from them if they're going to make a playoff run.
0: Certainly. And I think uh, last week of the season, we'll get uh, Cowboys versus Eagles, although the division isn't up for grabs anymore. That'll be a really good game, because the Eagles, they've been trending in the right direction, yeah. the uh, Cardinals, who are the Cowboys' next opponent, as we just talked about, they're trending in the wrong direction. So I'm excited to see the Cowboys go up against a, uh, you know a team that's firing on all cylinders going into uh, January football.